1: Unfiltered news.
0: Real news. Well, welcome everyone. I'm your host, Tori. I'll be with you for the next two hours. I will be opening up the phone lines in the second half. In any case, someone would like to comment, ask a question. Uh, Today, uh, it's all about Flynn. General Flynn and his sentencing. I'm currently waiting and stalking the live feed uh, from Fox. The minute that breaks, I will play it on uh, air. Uh, We're going to talk about Flynn's sentencing. We're also going to talk about the new narrative, the new uh, narrative that they're trying to push about Flynn. Uh, The mainstream media so orchestrated, so coordinated that the minute uh, the Department of Justice released a uh, you know unsealed an indictment against two Turkish officials, they are now claiming that those Turkish officials are associates. Of General Flynn. But like I've always said, they bank on the fact that people forget. So, me, I'm here to remind you who the real associates are. I've been working on putting together an article so that way you can have access to these actual documents, these government documents, and articles dating back all the way to 1998 to show you the connections between the deep state, the cabal, that D.C. mafia, and Turkey. And for anyone that's been listening to my show, I've been telling you that Turkey is the epicenter of this huge energy war, uh, of the attempt of the European Union to control uh, Middle Eastern oil sources via Turkey. They have dumped an immense amount of money into Turkey to create these pipelines to carry natural resources to them in Europe uh, via Iran that then extended to Oman. And now this whole Yemen thing is about Oman and Iran putting pressure on Yemen to allow for a pipeline to be extended from Oman to Yemen to siphon more oil for who? The European Union. Because they need this. Because that would mean that if they can't have access to tap into the Middle East for oil, they're reliant on Russia. So we'll uh, take that apart and talk about it. But first, until this uh, Flynn verdict comes out, I wanted to draw your attention to something that nobody is talking about. Well, actually, two things. So I'm hoping we have time. So the first thing is, Loretta Lynch, and Clapper. We haven't seen them in the news cycle forever. We've only seen Comey and Brennan. And yesterday, if all of you listened carefully to what Comey was saying, he was angry, he was upset, and he looked like he was in trouble. And what he said to me How I interpreted it, and I'm shocked that no one else pointed this out, is that he issued a battle cry to his comrades of the deep state, saying all of you Republicans that took the easy way out of retirement, meaning they stepped down rather than go to jail, need to step up and talk. You are somebodies that need to talk. See, the Democrats have been left alone. Because President Trump chose the Republican Party, they had the ultimatum. Either you resign or you go down with them, and you go down tainted and hard. For me, I would have loved to have seen all of them rounded up, so that way America can truly see that there aren't two parties. It's either you're with the mafia or you're not. Those are the real parties, But I guess the average citizen isn't able to make that distinction, isn't able to comprehend it maybe. I mean, we still have liberalism running rampant, and these are real people that believe the stuff they say. So I guess maybe that was the best route. So he is in a lot of trouble. But something people didn't tell you is that Loretta Lynch was in a closed-door session yesterday, too. Now, we tried to locate the room. Uh, I know that Laura Loomer was down there, and um, we were unable to find the room. But what shocks me is, is that everybody knew about it, but there was no press waiting outside her door to ask her questions, which brings me... To what I've been tweeting about this morning, which is Judge Collier, Judge Rosemary Collier was the judge, the FISA judge that signed off on the first FISA warrant. Why is she still sitting on a bench? Why is she still allowed to even call herself a justice? You know, I had written an article a while back in regards uh, to uh, at Big League Politics, which was titled something along the lines of the judge who signed the first visa warrant was very critical of Lynch and Clapper. Well, rereading these 90 somewhat pages, I realized that Comey already knew about the dossier. Comey already knew about the illegal um, monitoring that had been occurring prior to the FISA being approved by the court. She herself said that there are ways that we can go around it uh, as long as within 30 days this is substantiated. And here's the thing... The timelines that we've been told are so wrong. The fact that Comey sat in front of everyone and said, oh, he didn't know about the dossier or that it was, you know, Christopher Steele or "or anything like that, uh, you know, or that he worked for the FBI until later seems to contradict the information put in this declassified memorandum of, of opinion to the court order. Now, this memorandum of opinion was issued in 2017. Let me get to the bottom of the document to tell you the date. It was the 26th of April, 2017. The docket number uh, is redacted, and uh, there are redactions within this document, and I will be sharing it on my write-up this evening, where I will be putting all this information in regards to Judge Collier. So Judge Collier begins to discuss about, um, specifically, these matters are before the Fisk court on the government's ex parte submission of reauthorization certifications and related procedures, ex parte submission of amended certifications, and request for an order approving such certifications and amended certifications and this was filed on the 26th of september 2016 uh and here on after in the document she will refer to that as submission and so the government ex parte submission of amendments to the dni and the attorney general uh, 702g under you know uh, foreign surveillance act 702g certifications ex parte submission amending targeting and minimization procedures which was filed on march 30th of 2017 all right so collectively the september 26 2016 and the march 30th 2017 right she she refers to them as 2016 certification submissions okay So here's what happened, according to her. According to this judge, on September 26, a submission was given to her that included NSA certifications, DNI certifications, actually, uh, that were executed by the Attorney General and the Director of National Intelligence, Okay, Uh, pursuant to uh, Section 702 of the Foreign Surveillance Act. Now, all of these DNI NSA certifications were submitted in September and they were accompanied by affidavits. Listen carefully, affidavits. On September 26, 2016, by the director of the National Security Agency, the director of the FBI, and the director of Central Intelligence, and the director of National Counterterrorism. So Comey had provided an affidavit to substantiate their actions. Where is this affidavit? Why can't we have access to this affidavit? This is where our senators, our congressmen need to ask these questions. Where's the affidavit in your support to create these certifications and to make them valid? The methods, okay? This is what they did. In 2016, they filed documentation with this judge to allow her to make the methods of data collections legal. Because usually the methods of data collection are within the scope of surveillance, but they used other methods of surveillance. So, this is where Director Comey lied his pants off. He should be indicted immediately. He submitted an affidavit supporting their alternative route or their alternative usage of information, i.e., Christopher Steele, to create the foundation for the application for the fisa warrant so this submission was ex- an explanatory memo prepared by the doj that was submitted to the judge and the court was required to complete this review and within 30 days of them submitting it so by october 26 the judge was supposed to say okay I'll take a look. The court, though, may on its own, she says, extend this period of reviewing this information and making it legal or not. Pretty much, here's what it is. Buying someone time, saying it's not legal, it's not illegal, I'm not voting on it now, I'm not going to decide – Because according to Section U.S. Code 50, um, 1881, uh, a necessary good cause and manner consistent with national security. So the court actually, she said, issued two such extensions, meaning that she didn't have to provide uh, a ruling if they were legal or not um, because the law allows her to wait or sit on it for a bit. So here we go that on October 24th, right, the government comprised of Comey, Loretta Lynch, Clapper, okay, uh, they advised and informed the court. Of significant non-compliance with NSA minimization procedures involving queries of data acquired under Section 702 using US person identifiers. In plain English, they made it known to the judge that their FISA warrant application had used, right, significant non- compliance with the NSA minimization procedures and the NSA minimization procedures are they capture everything upstream, everything, every call you make, every text you send, every DM you do tweet, search on the internet, you name it, they capture it, but they are supposed to dispose of that information within 72 hours, unless a FISA warrant is present. So they told the judge That they broke the law. Okay? So here's where we continue. She says the full scope of non-compliant querying practices had not previously been disclosed to the court. Here is where Judge Rosemary Collier, a judge that's still sitting on her bench, covered her butt clearly calling him out for saying you concealed this from me like you couldn't infer it yourself really but okay so two days later she says on the day the court otherwise would have had to complete the review so right before she was supposed to complete the review of these certifications um, that the government submitted in regards to their compliance air quote problems uh, there was a Preliminary um, discussion to see why they didn't dump the data for 72 hours. So here's where the cover up begins. And the judge is in the center of it. She's claiming that there were uh, issues beyond the DNI, NSA, AG, FBI's control. If you believe that, you believe anything that would disallow them from deleting data they capture. All right. I am making this as simple as possible because maybe this is why no one's asking these questions because we don't expect people to dissect, you know, a 94 page document. And I'm only into the introduction. So if they actually bothered, you know, our senators and Congress persons don't even bother to read legislation. You think they're reading these opinions? drives me insane I feel like throttling all of them so basically you know uh, she saw that there were issues and two days before she was supposed to rule on it they came and found her and kind of gave her like the excuse they needed so the excuses they gave her you know that the court wasn't in a position to assess whether the minimization procedure that accompanied this initial 2016 certification remember the submission they did to make their activities legal if it would comply with statutory standards and if it was consistent with the requirements of the fourth amendment so she says well i wasn't ready at that point to decide if this is a violation of the fourth amendment or if it's even legal So, she found that she could extend the time limit for this review, this 2016 certification, up until January 31st, 2017. What? So, she let the NSA, the DOJ, the FBI, the DNI, you all our alphabet soup agencies, pretty much work rogue while she sat on it and thought, I don't know. Is holding you know, private data, communications, and information of all these American citizens on file legal when the procedure is they're supposed to be dumping it within 72 hours if they don't have a warrant for me? I don't know. Let me think about it. This is basically what she's saying. This is exactly what she's saying. So here she continues that on the 3rd of January that the government made a further submission explaining to her how they're really trying to figure out the scope and the cause of why they're having problems. And they discussed with her possible solutions of how they can dump all this data they've acquired. So she submitted a supplemental notice of compliance incidents regarding the querying of Section 702 acquired data. She sent them a notice. So she says that she wasn't satisfied that the government had sufficiently seen what the scope was, what the compliance problems were, and that they didn't really implement or develop any solutions, um, you know, for these issues of capturing data but not being able to dump it, right? Um, So she expressed her concerns to the government. So the government submitted another update on January. January 27, 2017, that, and at that point, remember, this is FISA warrant renewal number two via another judge, right? So on the 27th, the government came and told her, you know, that they submitted another update that advised her because it was so complex, the NSA can't, um, uh, possibly be able to provide any detailed responses. So from September until January, they've done absolutely nothing. Uh, You know, in regards to the concerns that she supposedly brought up saying, hey, why are you capturing people's data? Why are you monitoring cell phones? Why are you capturing emails of U.S. citizens without a valid FISA warrant? So this is insane. I don't even know how this judge... I know why she wrote this. This is to cover her butt because she was the one that approved the FISA based on her on her extension of them violating the law and supposedly having issues on dumping data they're collecting. Really? Like you have a problem with the delete? You have a problem with an algorithm that says capture and delete? What is the problem? This is this is huge cuz this means that the FISA warrants on those people that were issued on those four individuals that they surveilled were not the only ones they surveilled. They could be surveilling myself and you because apparently their systems weren't working, right? So again, she issued a letter to the DNI and the AG you know, and said, you know, the certifications provided, you know, uh, you know, I know you want another extension. I'll give it to you up until May 26, 2017, because it's necessary to address these issues and that that extension would be considered and consistent, considered valid because it's consistent with national security. So basically what they said is we can't just shut the system down. We need to figure out what the problem is. So we need more time. So here's the judge giving them from September till you know almost June of the next year right that that's a very long time that's like nine months and then some to try to figure out what the issue is and why they can't delete recorded phone calls recorded emails text you know but apparently they got rid of Peter Strzok's and Lisa's and I guarantee you Comey's are gone too so This is insane that this happened. So here's another thing. On the 30th of March of 2017, now we're in a Trump administration, right? The Attorney General and the DNI had executed amendments to the initial 2016 certifications, so the submissions. And now they're called the 2017. And so the amendments completely changed how the NSA would conduct, you know, their duties under Section 702. And I urge people to read Section 702 of the FISA Act. It's really, really important. You guys understand just how much surveillance goes on. So... Basically, uh, the Trump administration submitted these amendments uh, largely just to resolve, you know, all the compliance issues that were there. So this is done within two months of Trump taking over that they found ways to fix it and do it. And so uh, the submission and those amendments were done um, uh, with a revised, revised affidavit. By the director of the NSA and revised the targeting and the minimization procedures of the NSA um, that were to re- to replace um, the exhibits that they had provided um, in their initial submission to certify and make legal. So this is pretty pretty insane. Basically, the each of the 2016 certifications had to do with targeting of non-United States person reasonably believed to be located outside the U.S. to acquire foreign intelligence information. So they were looking at none. But these 2016s generally um, had purpose to spy on U.S. citizens that may have been in contact with these foreign persons. So they were skewing that line and you know that was done from the 2015 certifications that were put in um and that's a part of the memorandum of the of the September 16th um submission that they did so basically uh the 2015 certifications generally just renewed uh, the authorization to acquire foreign foreign intelligence um by certifications that were submitted by the AG the DNI um under Section 702, and this dated back specifically to 2008. So the government sought to get these approvals, um, you know, these 702 dockets, so that the NSA, CIA, FBI, and NCTC um, could themselves use these to their benefit, to spy on people. This is incredible. Like, if you go through this, this is just the introduction. Like, here she outlines what Loretta Lynch and what BS excuses Clapper gave her. I mean, it is incredible. And people don't seem to realize just how much obstruction of justice, violation of our basic constitutional rights have happened. And this, in turn, would help me lead into the fact that I've been saying this for a while. There is a judge who the previous President Obama, Director Comey, the AG, the DNI, the NCTC, all of these clowns together sped to with more documentation for their second renewal to stop the inauguration. And I will reveal that judge if I'm hinted that I'm able to. I'll be back in a bit.
2: It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy. But when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now 1 800 707 1219. 1 800 707 1219.
4: Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays. Red State. That's one 9194 Promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For
1: the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com.
0: All right, I'm back. Uh, There's no news on the Flynn camp yet. Um, I am following the live stakeout feed. I will pop over to it the minute uh, something happens. Now to continue with Judge Collier, the judge that that signed the first FISA warrant, which I find really difficult to understand. How is she signing the first FISA warrant, right, on Carter Page? when she is the one that is investigating if the methods into why they're applying for this fisa warrant and with what information are legal in the first place this is mind boggling and here's here's where she goes to uh you know kind of cover herself a little bit um so uh, during like i told you they had a hearing on october 26th um you know it was for the fisa warrant too right Let's not forget this. Anyway, she told them that the government had failed to disclose the IG and the OCO reviews on the October 4th hearing, and they claimed that it was institutional lack of candor on the NSA's part, and emphasized that this is a very serious Fourth Amendment issue. Then why did you sign it? Why did she sign it? She's even citing the transcript where she was highly critical of them but still signed the FISA warrant. Yes? So this is just how corrupt they are. Comey is nothing but a one of the many moving parts, like I have said, this D.C. mafia is so deeply embedded, not just in our domestic, you know, relations and our government, but reaches out globally. If anyone thinks it stops here when we are the self-proclaimed nominee as referee of the world and dictate, you know, economy, dictate wars, dictate policies, you're very mistaken. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. We have a judge sitting on one of the most highest and secretive courts which mind you many 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 people have also said that these these FISA courts are completely un, you know biased because there was a review um by um Ron Wyden uh back in I think it was 2013 And he said, this is like one of the most one-sided legal. This is just the government sitting there dumping information and saying, we've confirmed all of it. We've checked all of it just like Comey did because he put his signature on it. We've done it. So now approve it. It, You know, it doesn't highlight, doesn't look at both sides of the, you know, the aisle. It just, it's just completely one-sided and it is up to the judge to make sure that things like highly you know uh, alarming or in her own words she said very serious fourth amendment issue should be taken into account um, in a very staunch fashion not loosely like she did it is incredible did you know that the chief justice of the united states appoints the judges to the vice to the FISC courts, uh, you know, the ones that approve the FISA warrants by the chief justice and no oversight by U.S. Congress. Do you understand this? The chief justice can appoint people that think like him. Remember who the chief justice is, guys. It's the same guy who let Osama—oh, I can't even. I can't even— like, we can't even get rid of the chief, chief justice. All we could do is formulate the Supreme Court, but we cannot intervene. We need Congress to create an oversight committee to the chief justice. This is incredible. I mean, we even have Democrats sometimes complaining about it, you know, when they get a bout of, hey, I'm here to serve the people. Or the ones that don't have much insurance on them or at points when there was no insurance on them. It's it's incredible that nobody oversees who's appointed. And I'd like to tell you something about Miss Rosemary, right? Things, you know, that I uncover and bring to you so that you can understand just how deeply embedded all of this is. So this woman was appointed to the U.S. District Court in 2002 by Bush, right, in D.C., Prior to that, she worked for a law firm out in Denver, Colorado. If you remember my reporting on William Barr and uh, the whole Mina thing and the um, drug cartel that was run by the government, they were literally bringing cocaine to get everyone coked up and then create these vigilante—not vigilante, sorry, wrong word—these thugs that were pushing it on the street. So then they can privatize the prisons and then stick them in there and get free labor. Like, that was the plan. And they did it because they ran the drugs. And remember, from the DOD reporting that I provided to you and from the testimony from actual actors within this, that the the, the points where the drugs were being received were what? Arkansas, right? We had D.C., Right? We had Ohio, and what was the other state? Colorado. So let's just pay attention to who this Judge Rosemary Collier is. So she suddenly gets appointed in 2002 to the district court. And she is then made senior judge in May of 2016. But in, um, she's made senior judge of the district court, but she's also. Appointed to the Fisk Court in 2013, and she's the incumbent in 2016. Uh, So he reappoints her, doesn't appoint someone else. It is incredible just how networked these people are. It is incredible how we can't, these are people that we don't even elect. It is disgusting. And thank goodness we have a president that is doing his best to fix this for us. But how do you get rid of the corruption when it's so deeply embedded, right? But here's where we go on to just see how perverse and crazy this is, referring back to what I've said. The Obama administration at the beginning of January organized a secondary plan because it wasn't they were, well, obviously after the elections, uh, they needed to find a way to contest. They tried. So, what they did was they ensured to um, collect data, create data, uh, beef up this dossier, and tap into global networks that would assist and verify. So, I can tell you without which I can't confirm or deny uh, actually seeing this. But there was certified information from GHCQ, so we're talking British intelligence, that was provided to senators so that they can sit down and lobby to get people behind them and demand and disseminate this information in regards to the plan of you know, nullifying or stymieing uh, the inauguration of President Trump. And they had a meeting on January fifth, and that was two days, two days after the um, after Clapper, Brennan, Comey, Loretta Lynch all, you know, went um, to the court in anticipation supposedly, of the 31st of January deadline. And, um, you know, she had provided them a notice that needed to cover the first quarter of 2016, that it was still ongoing and needed the OCO review told them that, um, you know, she wanted a response and here's the response they gave her. The notice stated that human error was a primary factor in the incidents of capturing, maintaining, analyzing, personal communications of U.S. citizens. But they also suggested, suggested, right, that um, there was an issue... Uh, in the design of the algorithms that some systems that are used to query multiple databases simultaneously required analysts to opt out. It was super weird because the opt-out of the querying of 702 upstream internet data, rather than an affirmative opt-in, which is the court's view, right? You're either opting out of... Stopping it or opting in to collect it. Um, You know, that would have been, if that was discerned, it would have been compliant. But it's not because they still haven't assessed the scope supposedly of the problem. And the reviews from the ING and the OCO did not include systems, uh, you know, in their review. Like the report they gave her was BS because it didn't even include the actual systems that capture all the upstream data. But they don't interfere with the NSA's query audit system. So basically, we have systems that capture the data, and then we have the NSA's query system. So if there's warrants out there, they can capture, 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 and keep. So there's two different systems, one that you know kind of pounces on the other one. So what they gave was the query system review but didn't talk about the actual – algorithms and systems that are used to capture your personal information guys comey knew all about this they presented what they got and how they accidentally got they wanted to make it legal or to find a legal avenue to excuse themselves for accidentally falling under the data i mean you can't blame someone for accidentally finding you know evidence of collusion or a crime kind of like the police officer that i wrote about the other day which i found Super alarming, but you know, was taken back as what is going on is that he stopped someone for a taillight, and you can't blame him when he could smell something and figures out there's 30 human penises in the more than 30 human penises in a bag sitting in a trunk. I mean, his you know, the smell, you know, you can't blame him for that. It was accidental that he smelled it, or it wasn't part of the process, right? I'm just saying, this is how they were trying to portray it. They wanted to create the paper trail. To say that, yeah, we got this, yeah, we shouldn't have had it, but, you know, it was human error and our systems really weren't working. But, you know, in um, some odd way, it benefited us in getting all this stuff on Trump, all this stuff on anyone that supported Trump, all this stuff on anyone that was around him or possibly going to be nominated. We just got everything. This is what is going on. This judge literally allowed all of this to happen. You know, she says in her response that the NSA must destroy sequestered internet transactions as soon as practically uh, allowed and in an accelerated age-off process, which is a 72-hour process. So she even said it, that that's the law. You have to dump it. But they've been holding on to it all these months. It is incredible, guys, how this judge who allowed them to violate rights, who allowed them to break the law, is still sitting on a bench. And this didn't start now. It's from October 5th you know, when uh, they submitted uh, under the Obama administration, uh, NSA's purge processes for FISA acquired information. So this is when they actually have a FISA warrant, like how do they handle the information? How long do they keep it on file? How do they get rid of it? How do they delete it? You know, because it might not be pertinent. They might think you're working with a Russian. So they might hold on to this information and figure out, oh, you know what, we've tapped you know joe schmo and he's got nothing so let's delete it so they actually uh, provided this notice telling them uh, telling the fist court how they get rid of it so if they've already created this then to to for the capture data how come the data that doesn't have any warrants isn't being dumped was the question here So she was very highly critical of all of them. But again, keep in mind, Comey was part of this process. He knew every single thing that went on. He knew everything. So for him to sit, oh my gosh, I can't believe it that he sat there saying he didn't know, he didn't remember. I mean, we all know he lied. How is this even happening? You might think to yourself. Like, how have we gotten to this point where we're literally on a database? And they give us citizen scores to see how compliant we are and if we're good people and if we're obedient. That was the whole point of you know, this whole FBI face services that they piloted, uh, you know, the whole point of NSA upstream, because uh, they want to know who the hidden uh, persons that may be coming for them are. Uh, which is uh, extremely alarming for all of us that believe in privacy because for some reason I see a lot of people saying, oh, well, I have nothing to hide. That's not the point. The point is why should you allow your government to categorize you into an obedient or non-obedient to them, not to your country, not to the Constitution, but to them. This is how they categorize people. You know, I read an article how in England uh, they're piloting facial recognition in Leicester Square, Piccadilly Circus, of right now around the time of Christmas. And they're telling people, if you come by these areas, we're going to be piloting to pull facial recognition so that way we can help our police track criminals. So here's where it gets interesting. See, this is a monarchy. This is not a totally free country, the United Kingdom, right? All the citizens are disarmed. they're probably in the middle of creating a ministry of cutlery so people can't even have knives in their homes. Um, Even the police are disarmed, right? And yet they still ask the people and provide them information as to, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. But here's the thing. Facial recognition has been discussed many, many times. And this is a topic that I've been discussing profusely. I have memorandum of understandings between the FBI and various states where they literally came to agreements with attorney generals of different states, 14 of them actually, throughout our nation, to collect any private identifying information of the citizens that reside in that state to feed their database. And here's the thing about facial recognition. Your face can be uploaded and matched to 20 different criminals. And at that point, you have a flag on your face. How incredible is it that we have a system as this? And um, there was an oversight committee that I attended uh, back in uh, 2017 and 2016 that discussed this. And I remember, um, you know, pointing out to Shaftes, the problem that we have is that no one asked us. We never got a vote to say it's okay. And this is if anything is an indicator of an abuse of office and whoever authorized or allowed this to happen must be held accountable now he agreed but now it's been done was the attitude that i received it's been done we can't do anything about it now let's see how we oversee this what do you mean how you oversee it We have local law enforcement that can tap into any database. So if you step on a cop's foot in your little town or city and you piss him or her off, they could just tap into the website of the FBI. They can log in because that's the agreement their states have with the FBI and they will find anything on you. And at that point, you have just gotten yourself in a lot of trouble, especially if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and your face is similar to someone else. I'm telling you this is scary and I've been talking about it because this next generation identification NGI is the shorthand for it causes grave concerns to all our rights as citizens. And this is something that needs to be discussed and addressed This is something that shouldn't be happening. But see, people, the mainstream media, portrayed such fear into people's hearts uh, with 9-11 that people so readily, you know, just forfeited their rights to freedom and privacy in the name of safety. You know, we heard it during the Google hearing about China's limiting Internet, this, that. I mean, it's happening in our country, too. Because they own everything, not to the extent in China. But in China, they've already rolled out social scores for people. This is a score they give to a person to see if they're compliant with the Chinese government, if they're good citizens based on their actions, how many video games they buy, what kind of food they eat, what job they have. And based on that, they're allowed to enjoy things. So if a guy wants to fly from one place in China to another, he might not be allowed and forced to only take the train because he's not socially acceptable. This is real stuff. This is not tinfoil. This is not conspiracy theories. These are actual facts. And our NGIs that we have in place, that the FBI has, and I didn't, I can't believe that the FBI, which is what? A police, right? They're the police. They're not supposed to be intelligence. They're the police. Have so much control of over every single aspect of our life. And again, you don't have to be guilty of anything, but how do you feel knowing that your 14-year-old, if you're in one of these states, went to, to get her or his driver's license and her face now and all her information is on this citizen log where she gets a citizen score. And, you know, her or his face is matched globally, right? Keep in mind, this facial recognition database is not local. It's global. Remember, how did the how did they find out the attack, you know, the bombers in France and in Belgium? How did they find that? Through the FBI's facial recognition. Why would the FBI have foreign individuals on their system? Clue. Because it's not a local system. It's global. You are on a global database where they distribute your information, your pictures, your life, your medical records, your military service records, your dental records, your anything records are in a cloud being accessed by anyone on the planet that works together. This global cabal, like I've said, is not just domestic, And I have the MOUs. I've written um, two articles, one that the uh, editor-in-chief of uh, Big League Politics wrote for me, and then a second updated one that I did on the 14th date. I have these memorandums of understanding. In no way did any of these states approach the citizens because they have this obligation. Your law enforcement has an obligation to advise you of the information they collect on you. They don't tell this. They didn't tell anybody. Hey, anything we've got in our state databases from deeds to hospital records, to, you know, you being on welfare, to arrest records, to educational, whatever it may be, is uploaded into this database because we have this agreement. And we get paid for it. And you know how they get paid? Sometimes it's not money. It's access. This is incredible stuff, guys, because, uh, you know, Spygate isn't just about the president. It's about us. You think it was a problem for them surveilling, you know, people of, you know, the Trump administration? What about surveilling you and me and your child? Your child that takes pictures at school on picture day, you think they're for you to put on the fridge? No. They make identities now, right? They have pictures for the kids on computers. Those are uploaded to the database, the state database, which is then shared with this global platform. You you guys, I'm telling you this not to instill fear, but to make you aware. The ship has sailed from it being implemented. It started in 2006 with this clown called Cuthbertson he literally on um may 19th 2013 and i know this cuz i've done a lot of work in this area right he was on 60 minutes and on 60 minutes they asked him so are you like taking all of these, uh, you're not taking pictures from like driver's license or regular citizens and putting it on a database. She asks him and he's like, no, we don't do that. Yet I have a document that he signed three days. Ooh, no, four days before that aired. And, um, you know, he had signed a document with the state of North Dakota, no less where I'm at agreeing to this. Telling the Attorney General of North Dakota, you give me all the personal identifying information, pictures, driver's license, records, deeds, the whole nine yards, and I'll give you an email and password so you can access my stuff. I have the document. Cuthbertson signed that with him days before this 60 Minutes uh, interview came up. And before that, in 2008, he signed it with Texas. Let me not get started with the memorandums of understanding that are separate with the FBI and the Department of Health of every state. It is incredible. They're corrupt to the bone. I'm seeing some action, people leaving the courthouse. I'm assuming that we will have a Flynn update um, any moment now. Uh, Cameras are moving around, lots of people exiting. It is incredible. Our president is fighting a war that is so big with so many involved. And it's not just the local politicians, the local agencies, the local establishments. We're talking global. And unfortunately, you know, as I said, the train has passed. The opportunity has passed for us to refute it, but we can fix it. And hopefully with during his second term when things even out we'll have that now just after this break we'll talk Flynn 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 and Turkey Flynn 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 I'll see you guys here in a bit
3: Just to bury my kids right up to their necks.
0: You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news foreign and domestic, unfiltered news, real news welcome back okay so obviously there's been some movement on the front there's a lot of misreporting um, taking statements that the judge said and he said no he misspoke I want to tell you if you are listening if your friends are listening to anyone else you need to have them tune in here right now because I'm going to tell you how this morning actually on Red State Talk Radio I had sent Scott Adams a text in the morning and I said damn they were coordinated I said it at the beginning of my show too they were coordinating and dropping information about Turkey and how their associates of General Flynn remember when I said that at the beginning of my show at the, t- at the at the beginning way in the beginning at the introduction it's because I already knew and the thing is I've been working on this for a while because the minute the Department of Justice unsealed those indictments so timely so timely with General Flynn's sentencing now, His sentencing has been delayed for 90 days so they can investigate and see how possibly, if he was, acting as a foreign agent for Turkey. And here is where I, Tory, will remind you who the real colluding persons are because this all comes back to the deep state so whatever you're doing if it's a lunch break run I'm telling you guys this is incredible I anticipated it this morning I saw the news cycle last night and I went to bed early so I was kind of like not going to write about it I you know opened up all my pages I downloaded and printed articles in case they get deleted so that way I am sure that I have the evidence that I need And boy, do I have it. It is incredible what they're doing. So let me first guide us to what started this whole narrative. So obviously, General Flynn was going, you know, the case was going to be tossed out. Okay? It was completely getting tossed out. So Mueller's team came up with another um, instance here, which is we need to talk about how he's a foreign agent for... um, the Turkish government and how he lobbied with the Turkish government. Well, here's the thing: it's it's pretty incredible that that this isn't what happened. It's pretty incredible that these actors, these people, you know, that um, were charged, have long-standing relationships with the Clintons. So long standing that they've paid for trips, uh, contributed money to their uh, foundation. Uh, we're talking immense money, we're not talking uh, tens of thousands, we're talking millions. So the indictment that was unsealed today was charging Bijan Rafkian, uh, aka Bijan Kian. Uh, who lived in San Juan, California, San Juan Capistrano, California, and Camille Kim Appleton, 41, of Istanbul and is a Turkish national with conspiracy acting in the United States as illegal agents of the government of Turkey and making false statements to the FBI. So here's the thing. These guys have been working and lobbying for Turkey for many years. The first time, you know, this came up uh, was a decade ago, okay, a decade ago. Uh, This is all about Gulen, uh, you know, a guy, a Turkish guy who lives in Pennsylvania that Turkey has been trying to, you know, get the U.S. to extradite because they believe that the coup that happened in 2016 was all his fault, Okay, so the indictment charges, um, uh, you know, the allegations in there is that these two men were involved in a conspiracy covertly to influence U.S. politicians and public opinion against a Turkish citizen living in the United States whose extradition had been requested by the government of Turkey. The plot had included using a company founded by Rafkin and a person referred to as Person A in the indictment. The company referred to as Company A in the indictment provided services upon Person A's national security expertise. Now, hold on. Here's where I'm going with this, okay? We need to pay attention that Assistant U.S. Attorney James Gillis is on this, um, and, tra- and trial attorney uh, Turgian of the uh, NSD counterintelligence export control section and prosecuting case. Here's what they did. This is how corrupt the Department of Justice is. They are trying to tie in, and I am speaking from experience, General Flynn's operations or what companies he had overseas and where they worked in Turkey to these people. And it is 100% wrong because I actually have documentation, actual documentation of a company that's called Pacifica Institute. It's a component organization of West America Turkish Alliance where they've paid (coughs) – Democrats flew them over there from Washington these are filings they've done with the IRS to disclose private personal travel sponsored travel etc three democrats have filed this this is something you need to be listening to they have been in bed with the clintons like nobody's business gulen is in bed with the clinton. i have a ninety nineteen ninety eight 1998 puff piece on how he was trying to uh acclimate western civilization to islam and to expect to accept it there are quotes of hillary clinton talking about him in the in the nicest way ever no, no bad words. No, you know we need to take a look at this. It was pretty much, you know, talking him up, and yet for some reason, he—they've been working with General Flynn. Are we kidding? These are Clinton people. These are Clinton people that we need to expose. We need to expose all of them. I'm going to be writing them all up. Guys, listen to what they're doing. Gulen's, you know, web of connections extends into Congress. USA uh, USA Today had reported back in the day, we're talking from 2008, how he was funding, secretly funding uh, trips, over 200 of them, to Turkey. For members of Congress and their staff, so the Democrats had been funding travel for these people. It is incredible. It is so incredible. I mean, I don't see how people don't seem to 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 put this together. This is a setup. A setup. And they're running off on it as if it's, you know, actual fact. It's it's incredible. I've never seen anything like this. Never seen anything like this. I am shocked that people are subscribing to this notion too. You know, there's <coughs> congressional disclosures that show that Gulen, um, you know, or these agents supposedly that are trying to influence, you know, um, the uh extradition of him uh you know they've literally spent more than 800,000 in travel for lawmakers in the past um there's a texas based um group called turquoise council of americas americans and eurasians um these are all well linked with the clintons i am I, i'm just shocked that no one can see this. That no one understands just how they're setting us up to fail. This is incredible, guys. They are running the DOJ in all aspects. It just so happened that they dropped this sealed, this uh, unsealed, this indictment. It just so happens that they now drop it. Now that Flynn was being sentencing the night before, they drop it. Obviously, the media had it earlier because it was dropped last night, but they were writing about it almost instantly. It felt like it was like, you know, uh, watching synchrony swimmers, you know, where they all put their feet in the air at the same time. They all said the same thing. And I tweeted in the morning, no, you will be exposed because I have the documentation showing connections with these two clowns and so many people in Washington, D.C. This is unacceptable. We need to put congressional records, IRS filings pull them all down see how much money they spent on John Kerry in 2016 this is astonishing to see and you know ideally I would have liked that the judge had chosen his words better than say you know this could be treason I mean he's not suggesting that it is but if it's so that you know a Flynn was a foreign agent while in the White House that's a big deal And let me tell you something, when you catch two people that have been in your pocket for over 10 years, that have been paying you an immense amount of money for the past four years, in order to extradite, supposedly, because we know, and they've admitted, that the Turkish government has been giving them money. And if you pay attention, it's been coming from a Dutch bank, a Dutch company, the EU is all over this. This is like plan F for them. This is plan F for Flynn, Because he cannot be part of the Trump administration. Flynn scares them more than anything. And you have to ask yourself why. This is a man who was fired by the Obama administration because he didn't agree with their methods. This is massive. This is a scandal beyond scandal. I am just gutted. I'm pretty sure that my president had foreseen this. I'm, you know, there's no way he didn't. But if I can just pull this up for you guys and read it to you, it'll completely knock your socks off. And I'm trying to get the right document up so you can Have a better view because if you go to Google, the only thing you'll see is whatever, uh, the mainstream media is telling you, like I've said, do your homework, uh, make sure that, um, you use DuckTuckGo and, uh, focus on that. Okay, there's a 2008 cable from the US Embassy in Turkey that WikiLeaks released describing Pacifica Institute as a sister organization of the Turkish based group called Vosphorus Atlantic Association or Cultural um, Corporation of (laughs) Friendship. And that was very random, and I apologize. That was me opening up documents. Um, so basically, they had released this cable, and the House Office of Congressional Ethics actually issued a report in 2015 that Bakyad, uh, one of the people named in the indictment, had secretly funded the Turkish leg of a trip to Azerbaijan, uh, taken by 10 members of Congress and 32 staff. So here's the thing that, that, that drives me insane. How is this guy supposedly lobbying to extradite gulen when we have evidence that he's been working with gulen it's it's so confusing and so weird but it makes sense because they bank on what? They bank on people forgetting. They bank on people not remembering facts, not remembering speeches where you know Hillary Clinton has been found with these people. This is what's going on. Remember, who started this whole Khashoggi matter so that we can break our relations with Saudi Arabia? Turkey. Who is trying to take down General Flynn? Turkey. Who is causing issues with Yemen in regards to oil? turkey people are not paying attention the european union is literally using this only country that is completely disowned by any you know um i would say group of of countries that they could belong to the arab nations ousted them for their activities as ottomans they're not even considered arabs they're not even considered part of the islam nation They ousted them as fanatics and disrupting world order. This is why they've been ousted. Yet they don't belong with Europe because indeed they're fanatics. So they're stuck in the middle. And they have the only access that Europe has to oil in the Middle East. Pay attention. This war is bigger than you realize. And I, you know, at this point, with them throwing this gun, I would say, President Trump, drop that FISA application. Show the world which people contributed to this charade of a FISA war so we can pull the pants down of these global agents, these countries that consider themselves allies. Shut the borders, turn it off, and let the world behold because they will not be able to hide the news. There is is the internet, And at that point, when you drop such information, I can almost guarantee you that the European Union will cease the Internet communications with the U.S. saying that they are no longer authorized to access uh, those areas, but it'll take a while. So a lot of the information that will be released can possibly be siphoned. This is incredible, guys. This is like full-out war. They took General Flynn and whatever associations he may have had in turkey and spun it into him acting as a turkish agent when everybody knows the coup was you know a threat to the turkish government if they didn't comply because it was at that time that Turkey was not very happy with the European Union and the United States forcing them uh, to expand on pipelines and push through Oman. That's what was going on then. They were not very happy with the fact that they were losing money because Iran was kind of being sanctioned, but not. Because, you know, in January of 2016, they kind of, re- re- you know, the United States, Obama actually relaxed the sanctions on Iran and sent a bunch of money, right? You remember that. So this is incredible. I could have not foreseen that they would do something like this. It is just ridiculous. Jeez, I can't believe this. There was an article, and it's a good thing I printed it, by the Washington Examiner that has disappeared. And now it's uh, been updated as of 1124 when it was from 2008. Talk about covering your tracks, right? Wow. This is incredible. Jeez, I cannot believe it. I really can't believe that they would go. Can you guys believe that? That they would flip it on that day? Imagine how many people they own in the Department of Justice to do this. I want that U.S. state's attorney's head on a platter. So let me remind you guys, uh, the for Astoria back in uh, 2008, right? We're talking um, election time, right? Uh, but Hillary had lost, you know, the nomination. It's like September time. Heads of states of many countries from Africa, Asia, and Europe had um, come together for like a meeting. And the Turkish foreign minister was there. The economy minister of Turkey was there. And the ambassador to the United States um, for Turkey was there. Uh, the Turkish ambassador to the U.S. was there. Um And former President Bill Clinton and um, Hillary Clinton were there, and they sent a video message to the event where they praised the relations they had and the the interactions that they have between Turkey and the United States. Bill Clinton specifically had said, as two allies who have common strategic interests, our countries work in their regions and beyond for the protection and maintenance of peace, stability, prosperity, and safety. Turkey and the U.S. have common interests in a number of fields, including finding a solution for the conflict between Israel and the Arab world. And it's not the Arab world, okay? It's not the whole Arab world. The normalization of the situation in Iraq and Afghanistan and the restoration of stability in Caucasus, Even though the positive aspects of relations between the two countries make up a long list, their ties are faced with a short list of challenges. However, despite these difficulties, the partnership between Turkey and the U.S. stands more than powerful than ever, right? Now, Gulen was present at that time, uh, which is insane because he's suddenly become uh, someone, you know, that they don't want. But President Clinton... Uh, former President Clinton and Hillary Clinton praised uh, Fatullah Gulen's uh, contributions um, and uh, labeled him as a prominent Turkish intellectual. And specifically, Clinton said, By being here tonight, you are contributing to lasting security at home and the world. You are promoting the idea of tolerance and interfaith dialogue. Um, that is inspired uh, by Gulen and his transitional social movement. Remember, this is the godfather of, you know, bringing in Islam to Western nations. This is before, you know, no borders, before we see France on fire, before Germany's on fire, before Sweden is now allowing Muslims to marry nine-year-olds. This is before that. This is before in our country that female You know, genital mutilation is now acceptable as a cultural practice. This is the godfather of this movement. For some reason, Turkey wants him and he's hiding in the U.S. Our president, right now President Trump, isn't releasing him. I wouldn't either. I want to know all his methods. I want to know who he talks to, who he gets paid by, and who he works with. Because if I were President Trump, I would see this coming about General Flynn. You know, or maybe he didn't. But I saw it last night. Five o'clock in the morning, I was tweeting about it. Because people are not paying attention to what's really going on. And, you know, it's not a conspiracy. It's, It's a pattern. When something happens all the time. Again and again and again. You can tell their MO. You can see them coming from a mile away. How did no one see this on the conservative side? No one saw it. They just sat there and let all these publications start implicating Flynn. Because remember what we said about circular reporting? Now what? Now they're going to go to the judge with what? Look, the New York Times reported. Look, Yahoo News reported. Look, this reported. Look, this. That's not evidence. Evidence is what I have, that these people have been paying for Democrats to be flying to Turkey. Evidence is what's already on file with the IRS, with open records requests that have happened in the past we need people to start digging we need all of all of us all of us anyone listening now should be on DuckDuckGo, go googling the name clinton and the two conspirators that have been named you will find everything you need because they're already deleted i can't believe they did this i can't even believe that the judge entertained it at one last desperate attempt Mueller wants to throw another curveball and kind of nail turkey on General Flynn, claiming that he was a foreign agent while in the White House. That is incredible. I can't believe this even flew. It's pure, pure insanity. I mean, Congressman Bob Filner was paid by them to go to Istanbul, Washington, D.C., Istanbul, Turkey, and northern Iraq, talking about what? Uh, uh, Kurdistan, right? Northern Iraq is Kurdistan. Kurdistan is a pain point for the Turkish people. For those of you that don't know, every single day the Turkish people on the southern border are taking out Kurds because they say the Kurds are nomads and aren't, have no right to land. I mean, the same excuse that was given to the Israelis, too. Yeah, you've been here for a while, but you're all nomads and you move around so tough. Uh, And again, you know, that was the same feeling that Iraq had about the Kurds, right? And this is why most of the people that were killed in Iraq were Kurds. You know, there is no supposed Kurdistan. And this is where Turkey has a problem. This is why they brought people in. And again, who sponsored the trip? Pacifica Institute. There is no such 501C, but there was a company. And I guarantee you 100% that the name of that company comes up to these co-conspirators that have been indicted by the DOJ yesterday, unsealed yesterday. And these are the people, so are you trying to tell me that in 2011 and when Clinton was Secretary of State, all these paid trips and all these movements with these people was all about extraditing Gulen? This is just a story myth because these people were not being paid um, to lobby to get him out. Why would Turkey want to make him leave? It's, It's all BS. We all know who did the coup. Greece hasn't turned over the soldiers to Turkey either because the soldiers in Turkey are saying the same thing. We ran because the European Union wants to eradicate our country and take over. This is stuff you don't hear on the news, the truth. It's unacceptable that they would even attempt to implicate General Flynn in lobbying in Turkey. These people were lobbying, supposedly, to convince political um, influencers and members of uh, our Senate and Congress to extradite Gulen because they're Godan saying, you need to give me him, give me him, give me him. And it's like, yeah, you probably want him because you need him to help you. We're not giving him because we need to know his methods. The Clintons and the Obama administration kept him for collateral incredible. I cannot believe this is happening. We're going for a short break. I'll be back in a bit.
1: Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn.
2: Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities that.
1: You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted?
3: A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this?
2: one eight hundred seven zero seven one two one nine.
4: Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. 800 961 promo code REDSTATE. Put sleepless nights behind you with MyPillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever
1: own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
0: Okay, so I'm back. I'm not even reading what the um, mainstream media is claiming because uh, I'm just going to have to end up throwing phones up against the wall, uh, you know. um one of the people that is named uh, on the indictment, Bijan, uh, was actually part a, of a committee on banking, housing, and urban affairs. I have the document. They know who he is. They knew. And the thing is, in December of 2017, it was reported that Trump, President Trump knew and called out, called out a Hillary mole, someone that tried to penetrate um, Flynn's company in the past. Guys, if you can't see that President Trump is on top of this and was waiting for them to do it please wake up nothing is coincidental they are they need to start running because it's all going to come down now we've just exposed more people within our department of justice pursuing this witch hunt it is incredible just to watch this Uh, there's Mr. Rafkian Actually, uh, he's the uh, member of the board of directors back then, a designate of Export Import Bank of the United States. Are you guys listening to this? This is who uh, is supposedly uh, creating this firm, uh, you know, and supposedly is a co worker with General Flynn. Are we kidding? This tell your friends, stop listening, stop listening to the talking heads, not even Fox, none of them, because none of them will tell you the truth. I've, I've made it clear that I've, I know Turkey very well. I'm telling you, this is one of the biggest setups I've seen. With my knowledge and that I'm sharing with you in a very... Like you can't... I can't even open up phone lines. I promise that I would. I can't. This is just... This is... I am beside myself right now. Beside myself. They literally, on his sentencing, wanted to throw in how he was acting as a foreign agent for Turkey. This is incredible. The same guy who they had come in front of Congress... Let me just find the... The date, hold on. It was Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs, 110th Congress. This is how far back it goes. July 11th, 2007. They don't know who this guy is. He's one of their guys. You think he's going to go to jail? No, he's not. They're going to send him back home with a big fat pocket. That's how it works. You think? Oh. Wait till I bring it out to you guys. This is incredible. I am beside myself that they would take it to that level. But I am just so proud, so proud of my president allowing them to do this. He allowed them to do it because now this comes out. This comes out because we have all these people talking about how Flynn lobbied for Turkish interests, you know, during uh, the, the coup, uh, how he um, was uh, working with Bijan, who and, and, you know, Camille, the Turkish guy. This is incredible. The stuff they're putting out is ridiculous. You know, we need to get Cindy Blumenthal on the horn, and uh, that way he can kind of uh, elaborate what he said during a closed-door deposition in the House over his communications with Secretary Clinton um, during the Benghazi attack in Libya. I'm saying that maybe if anyone is listening uh, to put that forward, because we need Blumenthal in this because he knows everything because if (laughs) that's 2000 oh my gosh I can't believe they took it that way and the fact that people are just freaking out on what is going on it's just incredible I am shocked because now we have to wait till March 90 days for the Mueller investigation to tidy up and figure out how they're going to tie um, General Flynn in this. Because the idea was, I think that the president didn't think they'd have the guts to expose themselves this bad. I mean, right now, we already know we have a compromised FBI. We definitely have now, for sure. I mean, we already knew the intelligence community is is corrupt. Done. But now we've pretty much proven I mean, he's pretty much proven to himself that the DOJ is completely compromised. And this is why we can't have William Barr in there uh, unless he's got some really solid eyes. I would highly suggest just hire some average Joes, one of your biggest fans. Don't even go for experience. Throw people in there and they'll figure it out because it's us, the citizens, that care about our country more than these clowns that have been in there and are establishment freaks. This is incredible. They've taken a deeply rooted history that they have with Turkey and with this Gulen guy who has been for, you know, since 1998, softly pushing the whole accept (coughs) Sharia, accept Islam, and talk so nicely. (coughs) Like when I do my write-up, I'll have a link up to this 1998 puff piece. Wow. That's all I have to say Um, of how eloquent he is and how Western civilizations need to understand how Islam works and how it's, you know, there's small jihads that we must do. I mean, I'm not making this up. This is like legit in the puff piece. This is how they have been slowly conditioning us to come to where we are now. I am beside myself today. I think the president didn't expect them to take it that far, and yet they did. I mean, look at what they did with Khashoggi. The actual Turkish government admitted that they were funding the campaign for people to learn about Khashoggi. Khashoggi's not a Turkish citizen, he's a Saudi. And he had no business in Turkey. He didn't have a fiance. We quashed that. She disappeared real quick, didn't she? The minute people came out and said, that's Photoshop. We just checked it. This is BS. You didn't know the guy. His family was like, we didn't know he was getting married. Like Nothing. You know, once the BS started to come apart, you know, suddenly all we get is this tape and how we need to. And you know what, Lindsey Graham? I loathe you. Because all the crazy stuff happened from people in South Carolina. I don't know if it's the water there, but every single corrupt clown that comes out of there and every single person that pretends to be on the people's side comes out of there. And this is why they're pushed out slowly out of every position. And again, I just tell you guys, look at who ran every single politician that comes out of South Carolina successfully who ran their campaigns because i can tell you that you can link that right back to the clinton foundation to the obama administration to the bushes and then some this is incredible and you know people would say well that's a conspiracy not a conspiracy in math it's called a significant factor or significant pattern You know, or a trend. You know, what does conspiracy mean? It means the act of getting together and making a plan. This is their plan. It's not about her just losing the election. It's about them losing power. And what they're doing to General Flynn is incredible. I am shocked. So now this man stays in limbo another 90 days for them to try to put dirt together without allowing, without allowing our administration to probe. They killed the plan. Flynn would have, you know, the t- case was going to be tossed out and he would have been placed into the administration. Now we need to set back. Now we got to set back. And the thing is, what people don't see is just how many enemies are deeply embedded in the Trump administration. You know, President Trump had totally trashed the Democrats when they found the deep state Clinton mole. They, they, had, they had found him. And he had pointed it out. He had pointed out these clowns. He had pointed out a lot of these clowns. But yet, nobody seems to remember any of that. Nobody seems to understand just how far they go and just how deeply embedded they are in everything. So there was a report that was going around in the Kremlin that pretty much stated that, um, you know, President Trump... uh, annihilated his communistic Democratic Party foes. Remember, this is the Kremlin calling the Democrats communistic, okay, the Kremlin. And the U.S. intelligence operatives that are actually loyal to our president have had discovered this deep state mole linked to Hillary Clinton and you know that led to him being able to reopen the case of her circle of national security criminals right this is this is something that you know we know now the deep state um The cabal, the D.C. mafia, obviously, are attempting and have been attempting since the day after elections um, a coup d'etat against our president. But what we see is, is that he is figuring out where all these moles are. And if there is any link, because what we figure is that one of these people that were indicted has a percentage of General Flynn's company, which I knew about, but through another company. But here's where we get to. How does General Flynn know? Because, you know, again, we have, you know, people from our Congress in the past and the secretary of state and her staff, you know, Clinton when she was and Senate members that were literally getting. Getting paid travel to Turkey by a company that didn't really exist, but was nom- but was put down Pacifica. So again, if this happened, this was their um, catch, you know, their ability for penetration. So what we need to look at is when this was purchased. <clears throat> And I would assume it would be early on because the Obama administration feared General Flynn because General Flynn knew where the bodies are. That was his statement when he was force retired. Anybody that that remembers that day will remember just how happy and cheerful Clapper and Brennan were that he was going because he was one of the good guys that said we need to follow. He was – he was – a roadblock for a lot of them for a lot of the actions they did and the thing is he saw everything and that was dangerous for them and coming into uh, obama's exit in the administration even though they floated the third term um you know they weren't sure if hillary clinton would go through and they heard rumors about president trump coming in uh you know uh Barack Obama made that mention uh, during the dinner, if you remember, mocking him uh, that he wanted to run for president. And the president didn't say anything. He just stayed silent. He was like, you watch. That's probably when he decided, he's like, all right, so you know that I know that I want to game on. But he did it when he wanted to and picked his fight and won. And the problem is, is that General Flynn knew too much and they needed insurance. See, they didn't have the kind of insurance they have on other people on General Flynn. We're talking about nefarious insurance that they get on people. We're talking about stuff you don't even want to mention. Stuff that you can't repeat, unsee, unhear, you can't even fathom. And it's probably best that they just be considered Things that are unmentionable, they don't have that kind of insurance on General Flynn because, like I said, he's one of the good guys. You'd have to be in the room with him to understand what I'm saying. For a man that commands so much power, that is so strategically astute like he is a genius when it comes to strategy he can think on five different planes at once for someone that is so filled with um I would say masculine strength he is so full of good and you can only see that when you're next to the man so this guy they had nothing on him so they had to plant something on him just in case and this could have been it But this is easily broken down. But here is where the European Union uses it as a pawn. If they want anything from the Turkish government on their Turkish national, the U.S. will have to do what they say. This is how they play. But unfortunately for them, unfortunately for the D.C. mafia, for the globalists, unfortunately for them, President Trump has an army of millions. Some like to call them a cult, you know, the Qist. Others like to call them investigative journalists. Regardless, he's got millions on his side globally. Those millions were the ones that helped us expose what was really going on with Khashoggi and breaking it down. So those millions are the ones that are going to break down this narrative that they're putting together. I only have the start because I anticipated this. I got a jump start. Actually, I had saved a link to a uh, letter that was sent to John Kerry and it was stored on uh, the House server. Guys, you will not believe it, but the link is now dead. They are deleting information faster than anything. And that is frightening considering nobody really takes images of uh, the webpage of house.gov, right? But it was a letter that was sent to uh, John Kerry in regards to um, Mr. Mr. Rafkin, so Bajan Rafkin, which now they're saying is also called Buan Rafkin. So this is a guy with many aliases, and as demonstrated before, many companies that don't exist that have paid for democratic travel to and from Turkey to address Turkish interests that had been disclosed. You know, and it's funny how the Wall Street Journal had um, published an article uh, saying that. Uh, when was it? in oh, it, they've updated it now. Gosh darn it! Really? Well, okay. It's from March 24th of 2017. Uh, It says that um, retired Army Lieutenant General Flynn, uh, while serving advisor to the Trump campaign, met with top Turkish government ministers and discussed removing a Muslim cleric from the U.S. and taking him to Turkey, according to former intelligence agency director Woosley. Who's going to believe him? really, who attended and others who briefed the meeting. That was actually a discussion. The discussion late summer involved ideas about how to get Gulen, a cleric whom Turkey has accused of orchestrating last summer's failed military coup, a cleric who works with Hillary Clinton, a cleric who is praised by the Democrats, a cleric that Turkey wants because the Democrats staged this coup. Because when the coup happened, I was like, damn, the EU and Obama are really giving it to them because they're not being compliant. And Mr. Woosley told the Wall Street Journal that he went to this um, meeting in New York on September 19th um, and he found that the topic was startling and the actions that were being discussed were potentially illegal. Keep in mind who Woosley is. (laughs) So another clown is talking. So they're saying that um, the idea was a covert step in the dead of the night to whisk this guy away, to just hand him over. But President Trump had made it clear that he wasn't going to give him up. Yes? He wasn't going to give him up. So this has been ongoing. And I'm pretty sure... Just like I I expected it from the news cycle yesterday, from the orchestrated drop, from the orchestrated articles. And, you know, obviously, here's where Special Counsel Mueller goes into court this morning and says, hey, so there's been a lot of reporting that these guys are linked to General Flynn and their associates of his, according to all of the press. So I need us to re-examine the fact that General Flynn is probably and was probably acting like a foreign agent in the White House. That is a treasonous crime, guys. He took it there. So I need more time to investigate this. So the judge says, all right, I'll give you that time and we'll reconvene in 90 days. So now it's pushed out to March. March. How coincidental. I mean, they've been talking about this in 2016, 2017, but suddenly, yesterday, out of all days, this indictment is unsealed. Out of all days. And who do you think started this sealed indictment process against these people? Was it Obama It'll be very interesting to see when they began the investigation. And that's something that I'll I'll deconstruct and, and make sense of. Because what we're seeing is such an intricate plan. Such They're like hanging by a thread and every single time they're getting this lifeboat. And I'm wondering who is giving them this lifeboat? I want this lifeboat. Where are they getting this lifeboat from? How are they able to advance their agenda of maintaining power. We need to do something. I don't know about you guys, but I am I am gobsmacked with what I saw today. God, I, like, I was not expecting it so, uh, you know, so evident. I mean, can you believe that? This poor man. He's going to have to go through this for another 90 days another 90 days where he worked his butt off for the country and doesn't get his you know retirement another 90 days for them to come up with more bs information collectively globally because like merkel said trump ruined everything like uh, mark macron said oh my gosh this would have never happened without trump these are the things they're saying guys they are working really 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 hard So apparently there's a press conference right now by Sarah Sanders. We're just waiting for it to start. I'll play it when she's on. I'd love to hear what she has to say today. Uh, I am, if any of you have friends that are conservatives or not, I urge you to guide them to this recording. When I upload it, I will have it up, um, on the feed through SoundCloud and then you can patch it in through wherever, um for you guys to listen to because what happened with Flynn, and I said it at the beginning of the show before any of this information leaked, I was expecting them to bring Turkey into the, into the mix. I was expecting them to do something with that. I just didn't expect them to do it to this vile extent. This is why the media was flooded with news of, uh, you know, Flynn's two associates. They're not two associates. It's false. Jake Tapper didn't even dare to say that they're associates. He just referred to the fact that the person A they were referring to was Gulen. Company A, though, is missing. And what are they going to say? That this guy funneled money through the company that Flynn had? Is that the company they're referring to? Or is it another shell company like Pacifica that didn't exist? These are key things we need to pay attention to because they're reporting that this guy had 33% of General Flynn's company, but when did he buy it, and how did he buy it? Did he buy it under a shell? Was he just a silent investor? It's 33%, not really controlling. So was he just investing in what he was doing in import and exports? It's a little bit odd, isn't it? And this is a guy that was in Congress, like I said, who was um, being interviewed for the position of, you know, being the bank of, what was it, the, um, gosh darn it, nominations of Bijan Rafkin of California to be a member of the Board of Directors for Export-Import Bank of the United States. Guys, this is huge. This guy is not a nobody. This guy is just not, is not just, you know, your average Joe, This guy is deeply embedded in the deep state. Uh, You know, his statement, let me read you some of this. He said, I'm most grateful to President Bush for re-nominating me and granting me the greatest honor of my life with the opportunity to serve my country, the United States of America, as a member of the board of directors of the Export-Import Bank of the United States. With nine months of service in this capacity, I have developed an understanding of the bank's operations and missions. I have been fortunate to work closely with the most talented, dedicated professional staff at Exim Bank. Another thing you need to look into. I would like to address my appreciation for their hard work and support of American exporters and their contribution to maintaining and expanding U.S. jobs through exports. This is the guy. He said, Mr. Chairman, just how far back it goes. When I came before this Honorable Committee in September of 2006, I testified that I confirmed that I would do my very best to carry out prudential and fiduciary responsibilities of the office I was nominated to serve. Wow. I'm here to testify that if confirmed, I shall uphold the highest standards of integrity and prudence consistent with the honor and responsibility of the office designated to serve— oh my gosh, this guy was appointed by the president. He was appointed by Congress in positions. Like, let's pretend that this guy had a portion of General Flynn's company. How would he know if he knew that he had gone through congressional oversight committees and that he was actually on the board of the Import-Export Bank of America? Incredible. Okay, so tomorrow, same time, I'll be here noon to 2, and we'll continue... Unmasking this DC Mafia together. Please feel free to follow me on Twitter at Tor underscore says. And feel free to email me questions at Tor, T-O-R-E at sayscom Wishing you a great afternoon. God bless.
3: A long way from the suits in D.C. But close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig a hole a little
1: deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to their knees.